Hey Rockstar, welcome. This is a storytelling platform designed to empower you to build yourself up physically, spiritually, mentally, socially, and financially. Why stories? Because stories live on. They are eternal. They are a powerful reminder of what one can accomplish when opportunity presents itself. So listen carefully, learn the lessons, apply them to the big five, and become the rock star of your industry. Hey, rock star. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Josafat Emiliano, and my co-host is Miguel. It's Miguel. Hey, rock star is a storytelling platform where we empower you, encourage you, to add value to your life. And we focus on the big five, the physical, spiritual, mental, social, and financial. All right, so today I wanted to share a pre-recorded interview that I did with a rock star known as Will Baird. Fair warning, y'all. I uh, didn't edit it. And there's even a few bloopers in there. So just enjoy the raw video. But... <laughs> For now, for your listening enjoyment. Hey, Rockstar. We are so honored today to have... Uh, he's he's more than just a friend. He's a brother than me. Actually, I don't even know. Okay, let's start over again. Do you want me to call, do you go by William or just Will? Oh, Will's good. All right. Because I was like, I don't know whether I should go William Baird or Will. <laughs> no, Will's fine. Man, he's really close, and he doesn't even know what to call him by. All right, <laughs> take two. Take two, Miguel. <laughs> hey, Rockstar. Today, we are joined by, well, he's more than just a brother. Oh. <laughs> he's my twin, no. <laughs> okay, take three. I don't have anything written up here. Let's go with this now. <laughs> and that's awesome. Hey, Rockstar, welcome to the show. Today, we are blessed to have someone who is not just a friend. He's like a brother to me. I mean, I met him many years ago back in university. We played the field together. We played the gridiron together. And then even for a short time, we were able to to be roommates and, and share an apartment. And then we went our separate ways. He went up north and I went to the other side of the world um, with SMR. But uh, Will Baird, welcome to the show, Will. How you doing? Yeah. yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. It's been a been a long time since we uh, we kind of connected up a little bit, and it's been a little not too long since you came up and did a surprise visit, though. So that was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that. So during the I don't want to say the beginning, it's like mid pandemic break. I was working from home, and I'm basically just doing work from the computer. And I was talking to Will, and he's like, "Well." Everything over here, nothing's happened up here. I mean, we closed down, but we're still thriving. Our business still working. People are still eating. And he had just started a new business, which I happen to be uh, showing showcasing here for, for the viewers. Uh, actually, while we're on that matter, let me go and pull up the banner. 
so that anyone who has Instagram at least, um, you also have Facebook, right? Yeah, we have uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, that's that's our main customer. We also have a web uh, website also, uh, www.venturefayos.com. All right, I'll retype that. Well, he had talked about this, and I saw pictures, and I said, man, if we don't go back into our – oh, because we were supposed to be – by then we were hoping to be back into our office, our, our building. And I, I told Will if, if for some reason next week they still have us at home, I'm just going to do a road trip and go up north. And Will just like, come on. But he didn't take me at my word. Come on. Oh, you said come ignored, on down. He said come on up. <laughs> then I ignored all of your texts all the way up here, so I never even knew you were coming. <laughs> that was one thing because I do spontaneous trips, and to me, like I could do it in one drive. And I went in, but I I didn't want to just go do that and come back. I have done that before, where I just go travel like a, fo- a four hours to do something just to drive back. I'm like, well, this is at least going to be an eight, maybe a seven hour drive. So I went in and had the 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 foresight to book a hotel and so on my way over there i remember i was still about maybe 40 minutes away when i called just to make sure you guys were open because that would have been funny if you weren't open and uh, i forgot the name of the young lady who talked to um that's all right uh and and i just happened to say oh i was talking like oh yeah i heard about your business i'm driving through town you guys are you guys open today yeah cool um I want to order pizza. I'm about half an hour away. So, so she goes, all right, I'll be sure to put it in. So it'd be ready by the time you get here. Cool. I wanted to ask for Will, but I said, no, nah, I'm going to still, because there was a chance. There was a gamble that he wasn't going to be there that day. Because <laughs> um, he and his partner kind of tag team the weekends. But anyway, as, as I'm like, and I even said to myself, if he's there, cool. I get to talk to him, catch up. If not, I'm still going to have the pizza. I'm still going to enjoy. I'm going to check out Michigan for whatever is around that little area, Mount Pleasant. And so I showed up. I drove. It, it, it was pretty cool. It was kind of dead because I noticed it was a college city or college town. But because of, of we, we, called the, we called the beer bug around these parts. Because of the beer bug, <laughs> uh, there wasn't that much traffic. So I was able to park like right in front of the business. And I walked in. <laughs> And someone had just walked out, so you knew it was good because someone was there. And uh, and I looked at the lady like, oh, yes. And I had used an alias to get my pizza. At that, I was an alias that I used. And she goes, oh, yes, your pizza's ready. And like, oh, by the way, just just curious, is is Will Baird here? And she goes, and she kind of looked towards the back, and she didn't know what to say. She goes, well, yeah. And he heard his name, and he got up like, who's looking for me? And when he saw me, he's like, oh, my gosh, Hosa, you came. <laughs> like, yeah, I checked your messages. <laughs> That's all Blown right. That was... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you didn't text me. And you're like, well, I only really use Instagram mostly. And I'm going, I use that the least. I never check that. <laughs> Between the business, the business Instagram and then my personal, I'm always on the business side. So I never see the personal stuff. Mm. But huge, and then huge of course surprise. you had changed numbers by then. You had changed numbers by then, but now I got your new number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, here's what I'm saying. Because we were there, there's another uh, college mate of ours or a football mate of ours 
uh, it was his birthday that day that I was hanging out with you, Gregory mm-hmm. Ferguson, Reverend Gregory Ferguson, who's now right. a, a pastor in uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas. Well, I stayed true to my words. The following week, I went and I visited it. <laughs> we had coffee. Oh, it's Little Rock, <laughs> Arkansas. Wow. I've been all over the place, man. Michigan to Tennessee to Rock. Unreal. <laughs> I was on my way to Texas, but yeah, this is good. I, of course, this last time I went to Texas, I wasn't able to to stop because uh, apparently there's now this new chicken place that opened up there that we were going to check out. But next trip, next trip, whenever it's less crazy. But anyway, <laughs> I could talk the whole show. This is not about you watching Will and I just catch up about our things. Just, um, Will, I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, what took you to, to Mount Pleasant? Well, I uh, I grew up uh, in Vesterberg, a little town um, outside of Mount Pleasant, about 20 minutes. Um, and Mount Pleasant growing up was always sort of the place to be. Uh, as a kid, you, you went any shopping and any food shopping, any clothing. You always either went to Elmo or Mount Pleasant. And Elmo is kind of like the little little brother of Mount, of, uh, of the big towns that were kind of side by side. And, uh, but Mount Pleasant was always the place to be. And so, so having an opportunity to try to open a new business in this college town, in this large area, this growing area, um, sort of the, the place of my childhood was kind of a, a cool thing to be able to, to make that happen. And, and to be right downtown was, was awesome to have that opportunity uh a building had opened up and and uh sort of it was it was totally a god thing that fell right into the right place at the right time and and uh we we took advantage of it so um from that point on let the construction begin and uh took us took us a little while to get going but um but it was definitely worth the wait and why pizza Well, I'm a food guy, you know, like I'm a, I'm a lover of food and, and I love cooking at home and, and, but, but my niche, like after I graduated um, high school and went to college and I went to my first year of college and then came back home and to make it to my next year of college, I started working into this, uh, this pizza industry. Um, I, I was staying at an uncle's up north in, in sort of a touristy town, uh, St. Ignace, and got an opportunity to work at a, a BC Pizza up there and got to know, and it was a, it was a mom and pop kind of place, and it, they, were, they were just a little older, older than, uh, than me, probably by 10 years or something. And so they were, they were a young couple that were running this place, and, and I went in to start as maintenance to kind of help them out i was doing maintenance at a campground before that and so i wanted to take those trades up there to see if i could help them out or anyway and uh and it turned into um them wanting to know if i want to top some pizzas make some extra money doing that sort of thing and so i did i and and i started uh started making some money doing that putting in some more hours and sort of learning the craft and learning the trade and and uh from there um that was only for a summer, but I learned a lot and I, I, I enjoyed the pizza industry. And I, I always thought, man, if I could ever have my own pizzeria, 
that would be the place to do it. Like, or that would be, that would be the industry that I'd want to be in. The margins are great. The product is like one of the most popular foods in the country, if not the world, um, pizza and burgers. It's like the number one and number two. And so why not, why not create something that, you know, is loved by millions of people. So, um, so from there, I, I went down to Texas, um, played a couple of years of football down there, met you, um, and, uh, and worked at a, a pizza hut for, or for about a year. And then a Papa John's for a year. I managed one of those down there and I really started to craft the, the idea of, of pizza and I just enjoyed it. So when I came back North, I, <laughs> I tried to get a job in a pizzeria and nobody wanted to hire me as a manager. <laughs> so, so I ended up just going from that back into the mechanical kind of field. And, and it just got set on the back burner. And uh, my, my buddy from high school ends up uh, getting a hold of me and said that he had a, a really good deal on a building um, that used to be a pizzeria. And I thought, wow, that would be an awesome opportunity to kind of help him get that going. And so, so he had uh, started this company and we, uh, I helped him renovate the building and get it all going. It took us about a year. And then from that point on, we, we decided to make the recipes from scratch because he's a big foodie like I was. And, and, uh, um, so just through like my experience and him watching tons of YouTube videos and, and, uh, our knowledge of just kind of coming together, we, we, made our product and uh, made it all from scratch so it it we knew it was going to be different and it was going to be unique and we wanted to to make every we wanted to do the little details so it was unique mm. so from there we we just kind of fine-tuned it and and uh moved from that location into another new one which is where we're at now and uh and that's where we've built a built a big a big spot in our town it's a quite a little cozy place too. I enjoyed all the well. And we're not going to go into details on the adaptations that you've done and your creativeness to to work around certain obstacles because that in itself is just phenomenal stories of of, of just a problem happened up here and you're like, well, let's try this and it would work. And it's just it's just showing that that ingenuity that that creative side of you that that to make something work. Um, I, I don't know, I, and I wish I could go more into depth, but I'm not going to more into depth because I kind of want to go more to to uh, just your experience now um, entering the pandemic because that's the thing that caught my attention. Whenever the the this this worldwide event happened, that everyone's like, "Oh, it's me! Everything's gonna suck. Everything's got to shut down. Everything's gonna go on." You mentioned that. Your business, although you thought it was going to take quite a dive, you were able to continue to keep people employed. And even though it's a college town and the majority of the businesses are run through college traffic because college was now closed, what, what did you begin to see that was just out of the norm for you or just, just like amazing things? Well, we had, we had uh, sort of our philosophy from when we started wasn't to create a college product. It was mm. just to create a better product. 
And so we wasn't we wasn't gearing it towards just a certain demographic of people. Um, we wanted to just change to up the we wanted to up the quality and the up the game of what people were used to. And we, we figured doing that would change the demographic of of the people that were looking for that. So so we uh, we tried to do, do as much as as we possibly could to make things from scratch and to do everything from scratch because you couldn't find it anywhere. Nobody else had that. So if you're the only one doing it, then you're the one that's going to stand out. All right. What kind of things are you allowed to share that, that distinguish you from other places? I know that you can't tell me the secrets, but. (laughs) <laughs> well, we uh, we do we do about as much as you can do that's from scratch as you can think. Like we make all of our own dough in house every morning, every day. Um, we uh, we don't add any sugars at all into our uh, into our dough. Um, so sugars a lot alone is a big thing that'll that'll scare away a lot of like people with health issues, um, diabetics, uh, people that are just trying to live a healthier lifestyle doesn't like to, to have a lot of sugars. So if we could clean up dough and make it as natural and as normal as possible, then, then that's what we were going to do. Um, our, uh, our cheese blend, we, we added an Asiago and with our cheese blend. So we have a four cheese blend um, with Asiago that creates its own unique flavor on its own. And nobody has that. Nobody's used to that. So they don't un- really understand how that would affect the flavor and then you're you're trying to figure out like what the ratios are and to make that as best as it can possibly be um our sauce is a sauce that we make in-house um from scratch we we get a, a main tomato base and the main tomato base is then added with our own uh, special spice pack that uh, that just tim the other owner and myself have um and so we create all the spice packs for the company and um, so we can at least keep a few things that are tight-lipped in-house, um, and, uh, we, we, ha- we buy sticks of pepperoni, we hand-cut our own sticks of pepperoni, um, to thick sliced pepperoni instead of little paper-thin stuff that people are used to. Um, we cook all of our own, uh, meats through the oven, our, our sausage, we can buy bulk sausage, bulk beef, we cook it all through the oven, nothing comes frozen. Um, we've done our bacon, uh, cooked fresh bacon through the oven chopped it all up um um steak we buy steak from sirloin from the local butcher and then we bring it in house um slice it up uh cook it through the oven season it um there's just there's so many different ways that we try to make everything as uncommercialized as possible um, and there's gonna be there's gonna be such a difference in flavor, and the the customers that want that is so much higher than the people that that want yeah. the other stuff. And there's always gonna be a market for both, but we wanted to tap into the market that's the least, where where not as many people have gone down that road. That's good. Well, now that we got everyone hungry by listening to all the good stuff you have. Uh, 
Can I just off? I know this is just off the top of the head, but uh, what have been just some challenges that you can remember right now? It, I, I know that's kind of a vague question, but maybe something more recent, a challenge that you've have had to overcome as an entrepreneur. Um, I think, uh, I think just trying to, when we, when we were up and when we started, we started, a, we, we were growing so fast and within, within nine months, we had created like almost 5,000 customers on our Facebook page in just Ooh, a short amount of time. And so, yeah. And, and so our, our following has just grown exponentially. And so so usually that slow growth that people would normally expect wasn't really happening with us. We were, we were growing so much faster than we were expecting. Um, I, I was honestly, when we first started, I thought I was going to employ 12 people, maybe tops 12 to 15 people. Hmm. And, and then at our peak before COVID, we, we were employing nearly 30 people. So, I mean, to be able to, to, have to deal with that and then and then COVID happens and we had to rearrange and think on the fly on what in the world are we going to do with jobs with all these people how are we going to change it so now our servers that are getting paid tip wages um they are uh, they're not going to work for you know no tips or, or little tips because they're not going to have be able to serve people um so how do we change that and put that in a way that's that's incentivized for them to stay and then unemployment starts paying all these people all this money and then it's like how do you pay them enough money to keep them employed and not just have them not want to come to work and just draw a check or you know so there were so many challenges starting up to try and and conform to this whole new thing that was happening and we had about a day to do it to figure it out so it was wait what was it on a friday or saturday um when we heard the news and then it was going to be implemented on a monday or yeah it was it was something it was a real turnaround and so trying to just figure out a way that it would work and still keep everybody happy still keep people employed um and without like jacking our prices up to, to uh, for our customers to absorb some of the co extra costs and you know it just we just made it happen we we thought on the fly we, we didn't let the negativity kind of pull us down and we just kept thinking on ways to make it better and and we weren't afraid to ask for insight and get some advice from other people to to get their take on maybe an idea or or how we were going to do something so um, we just took all of the input and all the feedback and, and uh, we made it happen. And because of doing that, I mean, we were, we were doing record sales that we weren't hitting with our dining when we had it open. So it's like, what it was and, and to, to make that all work and make all the gears fall into place like they did. Um, you know, it was just, uh, it was mind blowing, mind blowing. That's cool. Sorry, I had to mute it because uh, for some reason a helicopter was passing over my house just now, <laughs> shaking the whole place. So I had to mute my mic because this mic is pretty sensitive, catches everything. 
Oh man, I don't know what else. What else could I ask you um, about about just the adventure, uh, creativity? This has been a place where you've just found you can just you just you're allowed to to make stuff, mm-hmm. and I mean besides the vast unique styles of pizza, what else have you been creatively cooking up? That's already out. Not, not nothing that you like haven't released yet. Just whatever's already been released. Well, we uh um we just started uh, two new lines of products uh, just recently. Um, one of them was our premium salad line um, to give more than just kind of a garden salad and, and more than just a um, hmm. ham salad or or something. We we wanted to kind of up the ante and make better salads, better quality salads, um, change the lettuce that they were using. And, and, uh, so we changed that recently, um, to, to make seasonal salads that we can change periodically every few months. Um, and then another, uh, big addition that we just did was we added our, uh, um, our new burger line. So pizza and burgers go really well. And other burgers are another major, uh, major food group for the country. Um, in popularity and we had to treat the burgers the same way that you treated our pizza um so if we were going to do a burger what was going to make us stand out from everybody else so went and talked to the local butcher again and, and uh, gave them some ideas of things that, that we can try and uh so we ended up going with a triple um a triple blend so we have sirloin steak which people can think can get really dry, but it's a high quality meat. It's the same steak that we would use with our uh, Philly steak and cheese. Um, and we cook it in a way that's high temp fast and, and it keeps a lot of moisture in there. And then we ended up um, adding a short rib, which has a little more fat in it, is gonna lighten it up, um, make it a little juicier. And we added some brisket in there also. So the, the triple blend of all three of them um, cooked up into a six ounce patty just makes an, an amazing burger. And we season that before with the, with the seasonings in it. Um, and it is a, it is to knock it out of the park, but now we have a good burger. What do we put it on? We, uh, we decided to make our own buns from scratch. Um, so we make our buns in house um, and uh, same same stuff that we make our pizza out of that everybody fell in love with and and uh, and it just turns into a premium burger. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm still so a really we were, big uh, fan of that sandwich. What's it called again? Um. Uh, oh, the, did you get the grinder? Yeah, the grinder sandwich. The, you gave me a club, and again the yeah. same the same dough that they used to make the pizza bread. They make this flatbread for this this just amazing artwork sandwich i was like oh my gosh will this is amazing but anyway i didn't mean to cut you off where were you, where were you going on with your burger and the bun the buns yeah no we uh we so we have our burger night we only offer it on tuesdays ah we, we won't, a tuesday is is a day that's a, usually typically a little bit slower in sales for most businesses so hmm. if we do it all week it would not only sort of overwhelm the kitchen a little bit by having to do pizzas and burgers and, and switching it up a little bit, but doing it just on a specific day will, will also draw in a lot more customers on that day that they would 
possibly come to your restaurant for the second time for the pizza. So instead of them coming once a week for pizza, maybe I can get them twice a week for a burger and pizza, two different foods and, uh, and capitalize on, on both. And so, uh, so we started doing that and I started with French fries. We did a home, home cut French fry, but I wasn't super happy. We did it for the first week. I, I tried it. We kind of threw it out there quick because I wanted to release the burgers. And uh, and I got some feedback, and, and it wasn't quite the quality that I wanted. Mm. Um, they were good, had good flavor. But I thought, you know what, let's make it in a way, because we don't have fryers in our house or in, in, in the kitchen. So everything that we, we make in the kitchen is 100% baked. So if we can't bake it and make it taste good, we're not going to make it. Um, so we ended up moving from the fries onto these like little mini potatoes now. And these <laughs> mini potatoes get this amazing salt that goes on them. And, uh, um, and, uh, and we, we add our garlic butter and some Parmesan on top of that. Cool. They're so good. And, and then you get that nice soft potatoey texture that people love. So so we sell our burgers with these little mini potatoes, and people are loving it. I was trying to convince him to go tater tots, y'all, but he's like, "No, dude, you gotta try these little potatoes." So I, I think a road, another road trip needs to be coming here pretty soon for me to go try out, and I got to make sure I land on a Tuesday so that I can uh, try the the, the this burger <laughs> and the potatoes. All right, so not venture too far you, from this. If you come on a that, different day, maybe I'll pull you. <laughs> I said, if you come on a different day, maybe I can pull you up over. No worries. I'll, no, I'll try to stay in sync with 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 the 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 schedule. But um, here's a cool question that just popped in my head. You being a godly man, I mean, you're a businessman, but you're also a godly man. How have you seen this business affecting your community? I think. I think us being there and just supporting the local community and local families um, donating to, there's a lot of uh, um, church organizations that are in town, um, school organizations, everything that we try to donate some gift certificates to some baskets, um, stuff that'll help build the community. Um, people that feed the homeless, uh, um, people, don't have a whole lot of money that go that go to the soup kitchens or the um, the food pantries and things. We try to contribute to those things at least if it's if it's not monetarily then it's then it's food value or gift certificates. Um, Any way that we can try to reach out because we're still new. It's we don't have our feet 100% established like some of these guys that have been here for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but for us to be able to still to reach out with with what we have to try to make a difference in the community speaks volumes to to everyone around us and and being able to to personalize with all of our customers when they're out there eating and we we bring them out their food and 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 i talk to them hey how is everything how's everything been is it your first time just that casual conversation and getting to know people speaks volumes um even even our deliveries it's either myself um or the other owner Tim, that is always doing our deliveries. We we might get a few few of our uh, um, staff that come in and try to fill in for us here and there, but <clears throat> but people love that it's one of the owners that's delivering a pizza because to them, I think they just think in their head like the stereotype like the owner is in his 
50-story building at the top at his office sitting at his desk or something, and he's just – he's above the the delivery <laughs> driver you know, doing dishes. And that's not that way. I mean, it's it's for us, that's just not how it works. We we do dishes. We do deliveries. We, we're always a part of, uh, of what's going on. And, and so for our staff to be a part of our company, um, it's like they're not just treated as a number or, or as a paycheck. Like we're, we're a close family. Everybody that works there gets a well, gets, gets, they do, they get along. (laughs) I lost my word. (laughs) They get along so well. Um, and, uh, um, and so it's just when we grow, we grow, um, and we, we keep people around for quite a while. So um, it's awesome to to have good staff, good community, and good support that, that keeps us around for a while. Hey, that's good stuff. Yeah, I, I'm remembering when I first got there, um, you offered me toilet paper because you had like this mountain or tree design of toilet paper. And it was during the time when Toilet paper was a high commodity in the United States or almost around the world. It was hard to find the stuff. Yeah, we uh we got a deal on some toilet paper through our um through our our food vendor. And so because we can buy it time. And even there was it was still even hard hard to find through our food vendor. Um but when we found out through through our rep that they had gotten some in stock thought this would be a fantastic opportunity to to buy a bunch of it uh, i think we bought 14 cases or something of it and there's like 100 rolls in the case <laughs> and so so we had all of this toilet paper hanging around in our restaurant and and we were selling them for a buck if people needed to buy one um or or if you just flat out bought any purchase from us we were giving you a roll of toilet paper to take home with you so it's a weird thing, pizza and toilet paper, but it, the combination seemed to work. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a need. <laughs> it was a need. <laughs> oh man, that was a great, great time, great story there. Uh, I don't know what else to ask you. Will uh, anything comes to your mind you'd like to to throw in? Um, I think it's just like. You know, we're just, we're just still growing. We're we're still young, um, and despite all of the the negativity and stuff that we had when we came to town, because nobody knew who we was, who we were, um, and so we were getting so much negativity from a lot of the 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 population in Mount Pleasant because they were going, not another pizza joint because there's like 17 of them in town, and so like. I mean, rightfully so. When when we advertised that we were coming to town, there was two other pizza joints that were coming to town the exact same time. So for the public, it was just pizza overwhelming, mm. um, pizza overload because there's just way too many as it is. But we ended up sticking it through and showing people that we're different. Um, and, you know, you can tell people all day to come visit a restaurant and try to give them reasons, but unless they see it for themselves or try it for themselves, they're not going to have an educated opinion. So 
the best thing that I could do and that, that Tim was doing was we wanted to take high quality photos of our product and of our food and just just mass market the thing all over the place. Social media, give them something to share. Give them something that's going to that's mm-hmm. be marketable, um, that's going to look different. Then if they see that it looks different, then maybe it'll be an extra thing to get them in the door. And so we even, uh, when we decorated, we even took our photos of our food, blew it up into these like five foot by four foot or three foot massive murals and stuck it on the wall. They walk into the restaurant, they see these massive pictures of our food. If you're proud of your food, show it off. If you're proud of your product, show it off. And so that's been our, our go-to thing ever since we started was to be proud of what we have and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna put it out there. Let let the public be the judge for themselves. It's not gonna be me convinced yet. Uh, you know the funny thing is that's actually I'm just reading right now or I, I, on Audible. I've been reading the one million followers or one hundred million followers book by uh I forgot his name, but it's been posted everywhere. My little sister recommended it, and I had an Audible credit. So I actually know for my birthday, she gave me an Audible credit, and I bought that book. And mm-hmm. and one of the things he talks about is the fastest way to market yourself is to have other people share, is to have other people share your ideas or share your thoughts or share your whatever it is that you have on your social media. That is one of the most powerful and fastest ways to grow your product is by or, or just whatever business is by having other people share. So make sure you you provide content that's 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 shareable, but also at the same time it's something that it's pleasant for people to, to do that. And so I found that yeah. interesting because I was going to ask. I mean, I'm get. I mean, I'm I'm sure most business people and you guys maybe yourselves have invested in any other forms of advertisement, or has it just been by word of mouth and 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 sharing pictures? You have we to have, uh, secrets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have done uh, several different kinds of marketing. Um, we've done uh, radio with different radio stations because people listen listen to different genres and different mm-hmm. styles. Um, we've we've done uh, newspapers. We've done um, uh, Instagram and Facebook, okay. and doing a Google Ads kind of a thing also. And our our thing is still the social media that people like so many people this day and age their faces are glued to their phones so if you can put it out there where it's going to scroll through their feed or something that they're going to catch then you're more apt to gain that business um it's harder to to bring out the the older demographic of people because they don't do really as much of the phones and the digital marketing and that sort of thing um, so that's where you, you put out like physical mailers because they like to check their mail every day. They check their bills and they, they go to the mailbox and whatnot. So, so to do something that style will bring in that whole generation of people. And, and so you really want, you want to gear it towards what sort of, of customer base are you trying to build? Um, ours wasn't necessarily college based because we knew college was hit or miss. Uh, they're seasonal. They go on their breaks. They, they have summer vacations. Like, um, so if we could create a place that's a little more upscale with our, with our quality products and bring in somebody that's just going to be consistent, you can count on consistency. 
Inconsistency is key. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that's some good stuff. I mean, I don't know what else to ask you other than we, we've talked about finances. We talked about community. We talked about uh, just, uh, oh, okay. what's what what's ahead for you or for Venture Ferrells? Are you guys going to, I know, you, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to ask this thing. Are y'all thinking about other locations or other types of businesses? Um, Tim and I would love to try to franchise out in the future. Um, we, we think it's something that's very likely, um, but it has to be the same. There's, there's still got to be the same consistency, no cutting corners. It has to be the same style, the same setup, because that's what works. That's what people are looking for. That's what's different right now. Um, and our name's growing. We're, we're getting bigger and bigger every day. Um, the more people find out about us and, and we're getting a lot of cool accolades from, voting and from from things that's going on um um we've been uh, we were put in great lakes bay magazine as Ooh, having wow. one of the uh one of the best um upcoming pizza places in the state for uh for being a new business um so that was pretty cool they having this magazine doing this big write-up for us um, and then they did a second write-up for us because they, they liked the popularity and how things uh, went with us. They did a second one on the coronavirus and how we were we were adapting and evolving and getting through it. Um, and uh, we just had um, what was the uh, what was another one? Um, the People's Choice Awards. So the local newspaper does the People's Choice Awards. Um, here in all of the county and they ended up uh, voting our business as uh, second for best pizza in the area second for the best wings and third for the best draft selection so i was bummed when i first when i first got the news i'm like ah second place we always try to <laughs> try to be the best and whatever but you know, in the end, the it took the newspaper lady to come to me and go, you knocked off some people that have been here for years in the same <laughs> spot. So for you to, like, hit the, the two spot on your first year, that's incredible. So, you know, after hearing that and kind of getting some feedback about it, I'm pretty proud about getting that. And, and I have to also put it into, into perspective because still a lot of people don't know that we're here. People that mm-hmm. live four blocks away are going, I didn't even know you lived or you guys were open or, um, or that you were even down here. So, so once our name gets out there, I'm confident that we're going to keep shooting for the number one spot. We're going to try to get number one pizza, number one wings, number one draft selection, and number one burger is going to be the next go-to that we're going to try for. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> if we're going right. to keep the same formula going with the quality, 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 let's just see what happens. How many taps do you have on your draft? We have 24. 24 now, on top. Is that natural? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of them that uh, – there's a lot of places that don't have that many handles. Um, there, there's a shelf life with beer and, and with all of that stuff and how, how long that can last. And So if you get too many and you don't sell it, then it can go bad on you. I mean, it's going to take a couple of months, but some of these places set on kegs – for months yeah um 
and and one of our taps is root beer, just a regular old school root beer that we get out of Traverse City, and it's amazing. And so it's like we we have something on tap that we can have for the whole family, um, and uh, and that's cool. Kids love getting root beer out of out of the draft system while mom and dad's getting a beer or something. I enjoyed um, the root beer when I was there. <laughs> a little too much. Yeah. Um, and then we, uh, we pride ourselves on having this, this, uh, large uh, hard cider selection also. So we have, we have the largest hard cider selection in, in our whole County. I'm, I'm sure of it and probably surrounding counties because most of the places and, and the restaurants and the bars and all of that, that have draft systems, they might have a cider on, t- on draft, but they would rather sell it for, or they would rather put in a more go-to or guaranteed kind of a sale um, with a with a standard beer that people are more familiar with as opposed to Chance in the Ciders. But we found that ciders sell really well and nobody can find them on draft anywhere. Mm. So again, it's us being different. And when we talk to our beer reps, we have like four or five of them that we talk to. We're going, who else has this on draft um, when they're trying to sell us something? Oh, so-and-so has it. So-and-so has it. I don't want that run. Yeah, we have one or two or maybe three tops that, that is like the standards you have to have. Um, but everything else, we just like being different. And we like having all the weird flavors and stuff coming from all over the place. Um and so it's just another reason to be different and to be set apart. And that's what people love about us. And the, it's, it's the atmosphere. They yeah. like coming in and enjoy the music, the jukebox that's playing, um, the comfortable booths, the bar, the granite, all of that stuff, the tile floors. It's, it's them coming into an environment that they're just comfortable in and they enjoy it. And so um, my, my biggest problem probably is people that like, to stay too long because <laughs> they get so comfortable, <laughs> but it's okay. You know, you make money turning tables and whatnot, but um, you'll never rush somebody to get them out of a table. But, um, but to, to know that we have that kind of environment for people that they just love coming there because they just enjoy it and they enjoy the environment and the setting. Um, it's cool to me. It, it, it's, it knows that we're doing something. It lets me know that we're doing something right. All right. My final question, because we've already gone, I mean, according to this thing, the, the talk alone has been over half an hour, which is good. That's, that's, that's <laughs> just going to happen. But uh, my final question is, since I'm about to get like a million followers that just from all over the states, and they happen to be going towards Michigan just for just to drive by and, and check it out, and they happen to find themselves in Mount Pleasant, and they go to Venture Frails, what's the one thing you recommend should be the first thing they try? When they get there, <laughs> oh man! The um, first thing, not the one thing, but the first thing. The first thing has to be has to be just whatever their go to pizza is. I urge you to get your go to pizza that you normally get at every other pizza joint. Get your go to pizza at our place and compare them side by side. I got the meat lovers, or is that what it's called? Or what is it called? The carnivore? Uh, I forgot. The big meat. The, what? We, we, the big meat. I got the big meat. And it came with like some uh, some breadsticks, and so I was gonna eat like a little bit that night, and the rest was gonna be for the rest of my trip. But the next day, I got the tour of Ventureferos uh, with <laughs> there's just personal size, but he had so many different kinds. I mean, 
right now off the top of my head, I remember there's a cheeseburger. I remember the dill pickle one, and I'm not a pickle fan. I'm not a pickle fan, but this this converted me. You know, I could I could definitely do a few more dill pickle pizzas. Um, uh, those the Philly cheesesteak pizza, or, or I think that was one. Yeah, and, the Philly cheesesteak is my go-to. Oh man, and then and then he made a did did, did you also make a a, a calzone? Or a I uh, yeah, yeah, I made a calzone for you. <laughs> I yeah. remember that one too. Uh, and then, of course, we made some cheese bread and some regular breadsticks. Uh, oh, and you even made a special dessert. You like? I do have a dessert. <laughs> oh my, yeah, cinnamon sticks. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we our cinnamon sticks are so good. All of our breadsticks are absolutely amazing. Like. The fresh garlic and the the uh, the garlic butter that goes on top of those things, and and how we cook them, you get that little snap on the outside, and then it's just like homemade fresh bread on the inside. So good. Um, my favorite pizza is probably. I really really like the Philly steak pizza, uh, mm-hmm. the Philly steak and cheese because it has a white queso that we put on the bottom, and uh, um, and then it has uh, the the sirloin steak that goes on top. And we saute some um, uh, onions and green peppers, and yeah. that goes on top of that. And and it's so good that combination. Um, but the uh, the pickle pizza, we sell a ton of that pickle pizza with our homemade dill sauce, knocks it out of the park. All right, let's see what we got here. <laughs> I got the website Venture Farrells right here. All right. Yep. Yep. Oh man, look at that! Look how good that is. Look how delicious. Oh, yeah. You also cater to, like, um, gluten-free people, too. Yeah, yeah, we do. We have a uh, fantastic uh, um, gluten-free cauliflower crust that has been so popular. We we sell so much of those crusts. Um, And we we also sell these dishes called called hot bakes. And hot bakes is their zucchini noodles that has whatever sauce that you want, whether pizza sauce or... Um, if you want a Philly steak and cheese type of uh, dish, you can do that on top of the zucchini noodles. Um, uh, chicken Alfredo, you can do that, or spaghetti on top of the zoodles. Um, but it, it makes it, it allows people to come in that are either carb conscious, can't have the carbs, or on, on diets that they try to avoid carbs. And it gives them a great hot option other than a, a cold salad. So yeah. we uh, we do extremely well selling the zoodles also. And and now you got a premium primo salad. So even that's gonna be something yeah. to look forward to. Man, I definitely need another road trip to you guys. I didn't try the, the wings last time, but you also mentioned the gluten-free uh boneless wings was also a pretty good hit. Oh, I did try the coffee. Yeah, we, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a uh we had a company um make our gluten-free boneless wings. Um, out of real chicken breast as opposed to like a chicken nugget kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and that has been a, a big hit for us also uh, to give people a, a good wing option. But our wings are also not breaded. So most 99% of our products that we have um, are products that you can get as a gluten-free option or as a vegan option. We offer vegan cheese, which is a big thing for people that can't have dairy. Um, mm. So it's uh, uh, we're extremely proud with how diverse our menu is and and uh, 
and what we have to offer people. And, and I think just being able to satisfy the whole family and now with burgers, um, it, it gives us a, a pretty wide, wide menu to be able to uh, feed a lot of different appetites. Well, here's to a few more, a few more uh, adventures up north for me. And hopefully you guys uh, will, will find some way to get a venture ferals here in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, <laughs> thank you again for joining us today. It's been great catching up with you and and getting to talk food and, and also your story on this. Although you have many other stories, it would be an honor oh, yeah. for me to bring you back to the show with other topics that we can talk about, especially if you get any ideas, text me, shoot me a text like, hey, man, I, I would like to share my testimony or, or just something else that, that you'd like to share yeah. That has to do with uh, any of the big five, which is physical, spiritual, mental, social, and financial. Because I know last time we were there, we were both talking about how our our, our weight goal as as you know how after college we kind of got heavier and uh, we we're, we're working towards. And you also like me have implemented fasting in, in into your regimen to kind of help out with 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 that aspect. Because uh, I shared that with during my my uh, my physical video talk about how fasting is one way that at least to me has helped to detox but also to kind of reset my body and keep the weight off that I've, that I've lost and yeah. and that helped yeah. to end the yo-yo diet thing but anyway mm-hmm. i'm going to say much so many blessings i'm going to end the broadcast now but we can still talk a little bit boom Well, we still kept on talking long after that went out. Let me go and close this. Boom. Y'all, I had dinner right before starting the show tonight, and I'm hungry again. Just talking food, listening to Will and share his story. And uh, I'm real proud of what he's done and what he's accomplishing and where he is going. But anyway... This has been a great show, longer than my usual show, but that's all right. Uh, Over the weekend, I'll edit this so we can release the podcast. Speaking of podcasts, shout out to Low Budget Productions. Hey Brockstar is associated with Low Budget Productions. Y'all, it's been a great night. It's been a great week. So, all the way from Nashville. To your homes, to your cars, to your hearts. I'm also Fad Emiliano with uh, Hey Rockstar saying much love. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. Look at you accomplishing things. <laughs> like the podcast? Then try catching us live next time. For now, the Hey Rockstar live stream is aired every Thursday. Hey Rockstar is affiliated with Low Budget Productions. Go to Facebook, like and follow LBP's page to learn more about the other amazing podcasts under their umbrella. The energetic rock background music is by Anwar Amar, also known as Music Today 80. Josafat Emiliano is a keynote speaker and mentor. To connect and invite him for your next event, go to his Instagram and direct message him at Josafat Emiliano. That is J-O-S-A-F-A-T. E-M-I-L-I-A-N-O. So take the big five and go live life as a rock star.